0: listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti and I am the host for today's show, which is being recorded in Chicago at the Clio Cloud Conference, which is returned to the beautiful Radisson Blue Aqua Hotel. We're here to cover this event for you, our listeners. And joining me now I have Miss Connie Crosby. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you.
0: Well, before we get started, I wanted to have you introduce yourself to our listeners. You know, where do you work? What do you do?
1: So I am based in Toronto, Canada. I am a knowledge management consultant. I also specialize in information management, records management, and library
0: management. Wow, library management, okay, excellent. So I guess that uh, library management part is uh, particularly uh, uh, interesting because it really dovetails nicely into what you talked about today. So the name of your event uh, was called How to Manage Your Knowledge and Experience, and it was done inside the legal technology track here at Clio Cloud, so give me the just general idea behind your presentation.
1: <laughs> so, they had asked me to come and talk about my favorite technology applications for knowledge management, but I said no, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the whole process side of things, the people side of things before you get to the technology. So that's what I did. We talked we talked about people and process. How firms are how how they can use the knowledge that's in people's heads, how they can transfer it to people, how they can make things more efficient, and it gives a number of, of things that are of value to the firms. For instance, reducing the noise, all the information overload that we're having today, how you can transfer knowledge so that people who are actually hoping someday to maybe retire can actually start to think about <laughs> um, moving their practice along to other people, how to bring in people as well. So how to bring in new associates, new staff, on board them effectively. And also just generally being more efficient so that you can get into things like developing the thinking around pricing for alternative billing arrangements as alternatives to the hourly billing rate. So, okay. a number of benefits there.
0: All right, well, let, let's start with some specifics because uh, you know, you're talking about the knowledge that these attorneys have and so, give me an example of some of the kinds of knowledge, like just specifics.
1: Well, it could be practice-specific knowledge and of course, a range of practice areas. You have, of course, litigation, IP, corporate law, business law, securities law, and so forth. So, it really can apply anywhere. And also it applies to the business of law, so the practice management, the administrative side of things as well. So really the thinking around this can apply to anywhere and it just depends on the inclination of the firm where they want to start.
0: And so the, the management part of it, so now you've got these ideas, you've got, um, you know, practice specific uh, things that are going on, you've got uh, how to run the practice uh, known by the different associates and the partners and, and people like that, but uh, but how about the management part? When you talk about the management part, what do you mean, the, the sharing part of it, how, how, how is this information mm-hmm. being? Processed and managed uh, in a firm.
1: That's the challenge. I mean, as we know, knowledge is in people's heads. So how do you manage that? What we're essentially talking about is the recording of that knowledge or the manifestation of that of that knowledge. So whether it's it could be precedent documents, it could be letters, research memoranda, it could be. Um, anything else around that I also recommend things like actual recordings like we're doing now audio recordings video recordings taking um, as much as possible setting that out and down so that people can consume it in the future, and making it findable for people as well.
0: And your library experience, I'm sure, came in quite handy with this. You know, I, I always kind of marvel at the Dewey Decimal System when I go into a library. You think about that, and when I use like Westlaw or, or Lexis, you know, I think about, gosh, you know, this was all done in books, and people had to look this up, and people were responsible for categorizing. And is, it, is that kind of part of this, too, is the categorizing of the knowledge? And so yeah. did you have some ideas? I mean, so you can record mm-hmm. it, you can write it down, but what about organizing so it can be found later by people that don't think the yeah. same
1: a lot of small organizations are still using shared file drives okay on their computers on their servers and I was encouraging people in the session to get away from that wherever they can because that really is old thinking it makes it difficult to find things um, you know it is a little bit findable but there's tools out there that are so much more powerful so like document management systems and it can help them to allow them to add, like you were saying, classification systems. I I was in the session calling it tagging, Um, could call them keywords, different ways to call it. If you get really geeky, you can call it taxonomy and ontology and really get into how you classify things. But it just comes down to, yeah, just making it findable and doing it in such a way that's consistent.
0: You know, one of the magic words, or at least the magic word that I've got, or magic phrase that I'm uh, coining, is return on investment. It's a big thing about uh, Clio's Cloud Conference this year is return on investment. And so, you know, in terms of, like, dollars and cents, you know, when you – when you have this valuable knowledge that's gained over time, there's been an investment in that employee. uh, There's been an investment at the partnership level. And so you've got this encapsulated knowledge you need to share it. So the value that's locked up in this shared knowledge, I mean, that's pretty significant. And so did you have some recommendations on like, you know, this is how valuable your information is. Have you tried reaching through in that way to people said, this is really, you guys paid a lot of money for this over time. You need to protect it. I mean, do they recognize that? Are law firms readily recognizing that?
1: I think law firms that. already and and in the session the very first person I asked you know what are your pain points what is keeping you up at night the very first person who put up his hand said we're afraid our managing partner our senior partner is going to die like what happens right. if he goes drops dead like he says he's in good health we don't think this is going to happen but it's a reality what what happens if that happens it's all locked in his head and and they realize that it's it, this is significant i mean you have significant client information significant pra- practice information locked in an individual's head if it and if it's not in their head it's probably locked away in their email which yeah you can poke around in someone's email but are you really going to find stuff the way that person himself is going to find it like this is a challenge for everybody.
0: That succession planning is so important, yeah. you know, just everything from the insurance to the, the knowledge management and making sure that the files and the clients are serviced in the absence of, of somebody that has, for whatever reason, left the firm. Yeah, incredible. So as we are talking about return on investment, I'd like to have a return on investment for the listener right now. So if you're, if you're a lawyer, um, there's a lawyer out there that uh, – like you said, is concerned about the head partner, the senior partner, um, you know, dying or somebody in bad health or, or or whatever it is, and they need to make sure that you know clients are taken care of and that this this uh, this many decades of experience doesn't go to waste. What are some recommendations that you have for a young associate or even not so much a young associate, but somebody that needs to take on for that person in the future? Where should they start?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, getting as much organized as possible. That's where I recommended people start. But even on a smaller scale. They can start to document the process of things that are repeated, things that the firm is doing regularly, that the lawyers are doing regularly. If they can document that and even create a simple checklist. Here are the things that you need to do, here's what not to forget, and just build on that, refine it over time. That will go a long way to helping them remember what needs to be done, especially if it's something, for example, that they do once and then maybe don't do for another year. They've got it documented. And then making sure you put it somewhere where you can find it. So putting it somewhere central where they can find it, other people can find it. That's, I think, some of the starting points.
0: Okay, so like, are we talking about nominating someone in the office that's responsible for the, uh, you know, here's what happened and here's what we do next, that kind of thing, someone's got respond or multiple people.
1: I see it two ways. I, I think that knowledge sharing needs to be the responsibility of everybody because everybody hopefully has some collective knowledge there that everybody can benefit from, but you do need to designate somebody to oversee it. I do believe that strongly. I I like a collaborative world, but let's face it, the client work comes first. It gets really busy. People's lives are busy. It's not going to get done um, at all. So really putting someone in charge and saying, okay, you're going to make sure that we do this, having that person maybe set some small goals for people, some timelines around things, and checking, is it done, sending reminders, and so forth. It takes a bit of work, but uh, I think there's a lot of benefit to having somebody who sort of oversee um, that that side of things.
0: So uh, any recommendations for third parties outside of a firm coming in to do this? Because it's sort of, I guess it would take sort of the personal element out of there. And you know, if it's a, a partnership where you have two attorneys and you have a bunch of employees and a bunch of client managers, or let's say it's a solo practice. I mean, you nominate someone outside of your practice. Do you any, any wisdom in that?
1: I would say ideally it's something that you do in-house because okay. it really has to come... The spirit of sharing has to really come from the people who are sharing their knowledge. It's hard for someone coming from outside to enforce it. You can have somebody come from outside and help show, show how to plan things and develop the thinking and teach you, but it's really hard for that person to enforce it and to really encourage everybody and, and do that follow-up. It, it really is better to have that person to be inside the organization.
0: Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our program for today, but I want to thank Miss Connie Crosby for joining us, and if you, do you have some final thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience before we sign off?
1: I always recommend that people start small. Like, don't try to build a massive system that's going to do everything. Try things out, see how they go. Don't jump into new technology until you've really explored the the thinking behind it and how you're going to do it Uh, I see organizations throwing new technology at stuff and failing dramatically and it's because they haven't done this background work first
0: Okay and then if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you how can they reach you?
1: Sure Uh, I'm on Twitter at Connie Crosby C-O-N-N-I-E C-R-O-S-B-Y is probably the fastest way
0: Okay. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti, signing off from Chicago. Until next time, thank you for listening.